Hello, world! Welcome to Mature Ish, the podcast. My name is Nicole Lee, and I am your host. Today's episode was inspired by a request from a dear friend. She wanted to hear some tips on food and meal prepping ideas for people that are constantly on the go. I was so excited to get into this because it is right up my alley. I love making delicious and healthy meals, but I am also a really time sensitive person and I want to do it in an efficient manner so I could spend my time enjoying my meal with loved ones instead of slaving away in the kitchen. So today, I want to share five food ideas that I often use in the kitchen to save time. I also thought it would be fun to create an official series for episodes where I am sharing five distinct tips on specific topics, similar to my last episode, Five Foods That Cause Bloating. I just think this format makes it a lot more compact and easier for my listeners to consume. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's jump right into the first idea that I have. So, this is not exactly a meal prep, but more of a food prep. I find that sometimes I do like coming home and doing a little bit of assembly and cooking because it feels like I'm engaged in the actual activity of making dinner. So, this idea is making seaweed wraps. So all you have to do is prep all of the ingredients beforehand. So when you get home from work, all you have to do is take out all of your nicely chopped vegetables and fillings and take out your seaweed and wrap it and there you go. You have a delicious meal. What's great about seaweed is that it's actually packed with a lot of nutrients. It is a good source of vitamins and minerals. It also contains iodine, which supports thyroid function. It also has a lot of fiber, which is good for your gut. So it's actually pretty healthy and it comes in a square package and inside the pack it usually comes with 10 to 15 sheets of seaweed. And once you take it out, it's already ready to eat. I think it's actually a healthy snack on its own as well, as long as you don't eat the ones that come prepackaged with a lot of salt on it. And I also love the fresh seaweed flavor because it's very reminiscent of sushi for me. So I really love that. The typical ingredients that I like to prepare for my seaweed wraps are sliced up cucumbers. So first of all, After you slice open the cucumber in half, you'll have to scrape out all of the filling with the seeds inside because if you keep that in, it's just going to make the filling too wet and mushy and it's just not pleasant. So you scrape out the insides, then you pat down the cucumber, sprinkle with some salt to draw out the moisture so it's extra dry from when you put it into the final product. Then I like to shave down the exterior rind part, which is a darker shade of green on the cucumber, and then I slice the cucumber. I also like to slice thin carrots because it adds a nice sweet crunchy flavor. I also like to roast sweet potato and slice that as well because it adds that sweetness but also the balance of the starchier material to balance off the cucumber and the carrot. 
I've also liked putting in any type of protein that I have laying around in the fridge. So if it's part of your rotisserie chicken, I'll put that in. Um, avocado is also really great. It's really simple as well. I've also really loved adding in alfalfa sprouts. Alfalfa sprouts are such a great microgreen and it's so yummy. It adds just a unique flavor and you don't have to prep the microgreens. It just comes in a nicely packed box for you in your supermarket. It's just perfect. I've also really enjoyed adding tahini inside the wrap, especially on the ends. It can act as your uh, binding agent to make the whole wrap stick together. And it is just awesome like that on its own. If you'd like, you can use some low sodium soy sauce or some gluten-free soy sauce and some wasabi and you have a perfectly well-balanced, healthy meal right then and there. And that should take you no time at all to prepare. The second idea is baking spaghetti squash. Now there is a little bit more cooking time involved with this recipe. So I suggest making this on a Friday night or on the weekends. Now spaghetti squash is super easy to make. First of all, you have to slice it open in half. This part requires a little bit of strength and I also recommend not having your children around when you do this because you're often operating a very sharp knife when to cut through the squash. So just be mindful of that. So you slice it open, then you have the halves facing up towards you. Scrape out all of the insides with the seeds and all the stringy bits. Just scrape them all out. Drizzle on the oil of your choice. I like to use olive oil or coconut oil. I heard avocado is really great as well. Then season to your preference. Salt and pepper usually does it for me, but you can also put garlic salt, which is really good, or just garlic powder and some cayenne if you want some spice. Then you pop it into the oven for 400 degrees Fahrenheit for 45 to 50 minutes or until it's nice and cooked and soft. Then you take it out of your oven, let it sit a little bit because it is going to be extremely hot and a lot of liquid does come out onto the pan so be careful because the liquid is extremely extremely hot then you just take a fork and simply rake through the spaghetti squash and you'll find that as you do this the squash will turn into like a spaghetti a stringy form not exactly spaghetti texture but it will emulate that kind of spaghetti look the spaghetti squash is deceivingly dense so you're gonna have a large quantity of squash which you can spread out over several days depending how many people you are feeding it is a really great and healthy base for any type of sauces or toppings you want to eat with the squash i usually like to top my squash with a red sauce with uh, lean turkey mince. I think it goes really well. In terms of the sauce, I usually use a store-bought one and I supplement with a lot of tomatoes and chicken broth to thin it out and make it a little bit healthier to also distribute the sodium as well that is in the original can of sauce that I use. And 
this is very perfect and hearty for my family and we love it and make it pretty often so i would say this one's a winner for my third idea i had to include a salad because they are so easy to grab and go and if your place of work doesn't have a microwave for you to heat up your food that's okay because you can eat it cold so i like to prepare my salads on the weekend so it's prepped and ready to go for the week and I just portion it out. I also like to make salads that are hearty and don't have a lot of water content. That helps for the salad to keep its form and it's the worst thing when you get to work and you have a salad and all the leaves are limp. That's pretty gross. So for this salad, we don't have any type of leafy vegetables. Instead, it is a chickpea and quinoa based salad. So first off, you need to prep the chickpeas. And if you're starting off from dried chickpeas, then I usually soak them for two whole days. And I also have to frequently change the water. After I finish soaking them, I simmer it in a pot for at least 30 minutes to an hour. Then it will get nice and soft and you just strain it and let it cool. Next up is the quinoa. Quinoa is also pretty easy. I usually buy the one that is pre-rinsed from Costco. So all I do is put it in a pot and simmer it until it soaks up all of the water. The ratio is one cup of quinoa grains to two cups of water. And it usually simmers for about 20 minutes and it should be nice and fluffy at the end of it. So while the chickpeas and the quinoa is cooling, it's time to prepare the vegetables. You can essentially put whatever vegetables that you like, but I like to put cherry tomatoes because they're super easy. Uh, sometimes when I'm lazy, I don't even cut them in half and just plop them in. They add a nice fresh sweetness to the salad, which is one of my favorite parts of the salad. And then I like to put in mushrooms. I think it adds an earthy feel to the salad. And mushrooms also don't emit a lot of water, so that helps with the longevity of the salad in your fridge. I really love cilantro. I know there are some people out there that are not so much into that. If you're not, you can add maybe some green onion or whatever kind of aromatic herbs that you like. But I love cilantro. I think it makes a dish. It honestly does. I put as much as I want in the salad. And then whatever other protein I have in the fridge, I just dump that in. Similar to the Nourish Bowl I mentioned in a previous episode, either a can of tuna, salmon, or whatever protein is in the fridge. I also like to add a little bit of sweetness it's a little bit naughty but it adds a nice touch so that could be raisins or cranberries very sugary so uh, i don't i'm not super generous with that i also like to put pumpkin seeds as well for a little bit of saltiness and nuttiness and that is the base of the salad for vinaigrette i like to add rice vinegar for the salad dressing I think rice vinegar has a slightly sweet and acidic taste to it, which makes the salad so much fresher. So I like rice vinegar and lemon juice and any type of oil. So if I'm going for an Asian feel, I like to add sesame oil. If not, I 
keep it basic with the olive oil and a little bit of salt and pepper if you need to uh, spice it up in any way. But that is basically my salad and it holds very well. I usually make a big batch on the weekend and it lasts me for the whole week. So that is really perfect. My next idea is making homemade dumplings. They are definitely a childhood favorite for me. It always reminds me of home. Now, dumplings do take a little bit of time to prep, but once they're done, all you have to do is freeze them and they're good for at least a month in your freezer. And they are perfect for whenever you are in a pinch, getting home late from work. All you have to do is boil them in a pot and once they rise up to the top of the water, you know they're done. So it's super easy to prepare in the evening. I'm going to leave a link to a YouTube video that I made with my mom outlining the steps that she uses to make her dumplings, but I'm going to outline it really briefly here in this episode so you understand kind of the process of making them. So first off, for the wrapper, I do not make my own because I would be akin to making your own pasta and I'm not about that life. I think... It's just unnecessary because there's so many different kinds in the grocery store. I just don't have to do that. So I get mine pre-made. It comes in a package with a stack of wrappers. Um, They're not very large, so it's like a compact stack enclosed in a plastic wrapper. On the package, it usually says something like dumpling or wonton wrappers made with a wheat dough. So if you're gluten intolerant, this might not be a recipe for you. But yeah, that's what I use for the wrapper. For the fillings, it's similar to the idea of making meatballs, but the fillings could be more Asian-oriented if you're making Asian dumplings. So you start off with whatever mince that you prefer. I usually like to use a lean pork, Then I add some sort of onion, whatever I have in the fridge. I usually like to use green onion. Or there's another type of onion in the Asian grocery stores. They are long and yellow, but has a really pungent smell. Can't remember exactly what the English name for it. In Cantonese, it is gaowang. I will try to leave the English um, name of the ingredient down below uh, or in the show notes for you. What else? I also like to add Chinese mushrooms when I can. I think my fiance has a little bit of an allergy to Chinese mushrooms. I'm not sure if that's fully confirmed. So I don't really cook a lot with Chinese mushrooms. But if you do, you know that they add such an earthy, rich, decadent flavor to your dishes. I love Chinese mushrooms. Mm, They're so good. I also really like to add celery. I know that sounds like a strange feeling for something that sounds like a meatball, but celery adds a crispness and a lightness to the filling. Something that I can't explain. It's pretty awesome. And if you want to add a little bit of uh, decadent fattiness, I also like to add preserved sausage, you know, the Chinese preserved sausage. I'll leave a link to maybe a picture for you to see, but those are really great to cook with as well. 
Now, I also add some sort of oil agent. I like to use sesame oil because it adds an aromatic flavor, but any oil would do. I also like to set it with a little bit of cornstarch so it binds nicely together and maybe a little bit of water or soy sauce if you need some sort of liquid to kind of blend everything together. At this point, the filling should be ready. So let it sit for a little while, maybe 20 minutes. After that, take a little bit of the filling, put it in an individual wonton wrapper, use some water and a pinching technique, fold up the wonton wrapper to enclose the filling. And voila, there you have it, homemade dumplings. Now, if the steps in this podcast sounded a little bit confusing. Refer to the YouTube video. It should be a lot more organized there. My last idea is actually a office food hack type of tip. It is perfect for people who have access to a fridge or kitchen appliances at their place of work. So what I like to do is bring things to the office so I can prepare a snack when I need to. I am a notorious snacker, so if I don't have any healthy snacks on hand, I'm going to go to Rexall or Shoppers Drug Mart to grab a bag of chips. It is terrible! So what I like to do is bring a whole avocado to work, a couple slices of bread, I toast up my bread in the toaster, and I make myself an avo toast in the middle of a workday. It's a great pick-me-up, and you feel good by saving at least $7 and not going downstairs to make something that you can easily do in the kitchen, and that's great. If you are a cheese person, bring the whole block of cheese from home and slice it at the office and bring some crackers and there you have it cheese and crackers so easy also bringing random pieces of fruit and vegetable and just leaving it in the office fridge is also a good idea because it's very easy to just wash it and eat it at the office sometimes I just bring a whole cucumber literally a whole English English cucumber to work and I slice it at work and it just makes it so easy, no prep time at home. It gives you a little bit of breathing time too to take a break from your screen or whatever you're doing. So that's just a little easy tip that I wanted to share. So there you have it. Here are my five food tips and ideas that I hope have helped you. I know some of these ideas do require a little bit of prep time, but I assure you it is worth it when you are in a pinch, especially on a weeknight when you're home late from whatever appointments or schedules you're running from. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed my podcast. If you did, I hope you continue supporting me by subscribing to my podcast. Until next time, bye everybody. Bye.